All right. Hello, dear star shines. Thanks for waiting. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. Uh, I'll give everybody a second. Sorry, I'm a little late. I'm um, the original place I was going to record. The, uh, the internet was no bueno, was really not good. So I had to come back here. And, uh, and it looks like it might rain. So I also need to find a place where I can have a roof over my head, <laughs> just in case it does. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. For those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries, right? We have capacities that are not embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have a very unique perspective on today's challenges and what's going on in the world. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, today, the kinds of things I would love to talk about. One is, I don't know if you guys caught some of the comments and a reel that we had on Instagram that um, some adverse reactions about the, uh, the solar flash narrative, right? So um, I want to talk about that because this is really important because uh, the, I believe the comment was something about, um, you know, oh, you're falling for, you know, wrong, you know, falling for a psyop. So uh, there's that kind of thing. And I'm curious for those of you who are out there that know about that solar, solar flash narrative that maybe resonate with it or maybe not, um, what do you think? Do you feel like that could possibly be a PSYOP? Now there's lots of PSYOPs in the, um, in the communities these days. It's an old technique that's been going on for a long, long time, but it just recently, um, I think, been, has been weaponized and, uh, you know, executed on a global level about the, the cucaracha and other things, you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> but it's actually something that's been going on for a very, very long time. So um, I'm curious if you guys have any feedback or any thoughts about that, about uh, these different, and it doesn't even have to be about solar flash. What other narratives in the lightworker world do you suspect perhaps are just manipulations or, or potential psyops to, to capture star seeds, capture their attention, capture their will, capture their focus to participate, to collude with creating a reality that's not actually in our best interest. I'm curious if any um, particular narratives come to mind. Um, so let's go on to, I, um, let's go on to specifically about the solar flash thing. And, uh, and, you know, I've been asked about this multiple times and my response is that um, I can, is that, um, you know, I can, I see evidence that supports that as being a possibility. And the evidence is, is the, um, the response that I feel happen in my body, in my personal experience in a bio suit, when there's massive CMEs. I can feel CMEs, and I'm sure you guys can too, when there's massive solar activity, we can feel it in our nervous system, we can feel it in our body. And uh, I mean, how many times have you guys been like, you know, felt like, uh, there's a lot of pressure or there's a lot of angst inside and you can't put your finger on it and you find out that there's been a volley of CMEs released that day or um, a combination of CMEs, coronal mass injections, in conjunction with some Schumann resonance spikes, right? We feel these things in our nervous system because we are connected. So I am willing to entertain the uh, solar flash idea because there's evidence in my experience that backs up that that could possibly be so. Yeah, but there's others. There's there's other things too. 
and I'm curious, you know, where you guys are at. What do you feel about this? All right, dear sister Tasha. Hi, good to see you, dear. She says, I feel like it's possible. It's a possibility. I resonate with it when I first heard about it, but my resonance was fear-based and I've moved away from that focus. Ah, now you're getting to something really interesting, right? So the fear that comes up, the, the, um, the triggers that happen, that, that is, yeah, let's talk about that. I would love, yeah, we should dive into that because this is, depending on our relationship to the um, inner reflection, um, like how um, clear we can get when we're reflecting within ourselves, right? Um, we can get to different places and fear can actually serve to bring us someplace deeper versus fear to keep us locked in a place of good or bad, right or wrong, right? Like it's, it's used to hold us at a particular kind of bandwidth, a frequency, hold us in a polarity, let's say. And I'm just going to review real quick for those of you who haven't been listening to the chats for a while. Um, there is something called that I call the canopy, the 4D canopy, which is a highly polarized field. And it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's full of lots of landmines and the landmines are all about good, bad, right, wrong, you know, and, uh, good, evil, light, dark, Okay, this is the polarity field of that 4D grid. Some people have also referred to it as a, um, like layers within that grid, things like the Atlantean grids, the, um, the checkerboard grids, the, uh, the uh, Lumerian, uh, there's all sorts of grids that are within that canopy. But, uh, and those, 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 you know, those, those are so, but when I'm talking about the canopy, I'm talking about the collective grid network system as a whole, right? As a whole, not just specific layers of it. So, so, um, so when we are, this canopy filters through all the higher dimensional aspects of who we are. So who we are as a being, as far as a infinite being having an human experience, a uh, one that has many lifetimes, one that that constantly comes back and re, um, reincarnates itself, right? That is, um, we're blinded to that aspect of who we are because of this polarity grid, because of this 4D field. And then there's another aspect of who we are, which is um, our light bodies. Our light bodies are the, pretty much we can call divine blueprint of our, the map of our consciousness as it is to unfold within the Milky Way galaxy. And then you have, um, beyond that, you have the soul song, the sound, the tone, of your soul frequency that creates the shape, the geometry of the light body, right? So you have all these higher dimensional levels of who you are and this, this 4D field obscures that. It, it, it creates a level of interference so we can't resource ourselves from that level of our knowing until we do, of course, and that is what starseeds are here to do, indigos and new paradigm way showers. This is what we're here to do. We're here to um, sort out the, uh, the trees through the jungle, so to speak, right? So we can um, pull those frequencies um, into our awareness without the contamination, without the inversion and reversal and the polarity that happens with that 4D field. Okay. All right. Thank you for I needed to go back and explain that part before I go into this next part, which is uh, how to tell something is a manipulation, right? it is it's really difficult to tell when things are manipulation because there's a lot of truths that get 
that get released that it's so shocking. It's so in, in such contrast to what we thought we knew, it's really triggering. And that trigger usually is anger, uh, making things wrong, denial, fear, right? There's that, right? But the, but the, the thing is about that, that once you get exposed to um, information like that and you've got to sit with it for a while, you are able to come to a different place in relationship to it, such as the topic of chakra removal. We talk about this couple times a year because someone comes in and is like, I just heard about chakra removal. I think it's impossible. You would die without your chakras, right? Not necessarily, <laughs> right? But that is not a response that happens immediately. We have to first get exposed to the narrative and maybe we start to get to get exposed to humans that have a different energy system. Maybe we get exposed to other information in our dream time. Maybe we, you know what I mean? As we digest these ideas that seem to be impossible and total contrast juxtaposition of what we think is so, as we digest it, we arrive to a new relationship with that information, okay? So that's, so there's that kind of reaction, right? There's that kind of fear response, anger response, the, the kind that challenges our belief systems and then we digest it and we come to a different relationship. But then you have things like psyops, right? This is a new catchword. Um, but this is but manipulation of star seeds has been going on for decades, folks. Decades. We've been targeted from the get-go. Many of us get targeted upon entry to this to this um, galactic plane. So, so um, you know, this is an this is an old story. This is a very old story. It's just gotten more sophisticated these days because there are a lot more star seeds coming to this planet than, than what has been coming before. Now, I would resonate maybe more with the word indigo. I'm an early generation indigo. I know people who were born a couple decades before I was that are also indigos, you know. Um, so we've been coming for a while. It's just now we're coming en masse. And, and my particular, my, um, uh, Guidance is indicating that, you know, more than 20% of the population being born these days are starseeds, right? Um, but then, you know, they started coming in mass ever since the 80s. The 80s, they started coming in in larger and larger numbers. And now we have a um, several generations of humans that are starseeds slash indigos, right? So... We have, this, we have this innate awareness, we have these abilities, we have capacities that are beyond the normal human experience and, or I'd say not embraced by the normal human experience. And therefore, you know, there, we, don't, we're, we don't succumb to the usual, usual level of manipulation. It's like we already, we see right through the religious game, we see right through the God poison, we see right through the, the polarity games of, of political, political, uh, affiliations of of different um you know uh the education system the the um the what do they call it the um wait a minute what the green movement all this stuff it's like we can see the manipulation within the truth it's like we can we just have this way we can just recognize the truth no matter how twisted and distorted it, it presents itself we can we can sort through the mess and get to the meat of it get to the truth of it so we need a particular we need a particular, we need a different strategy to get manipulated. And that, and that is the whole light worker movement. If you think about it, the whole new age movement, extremely infiltrated with lots of, lots of, um, 
contaminated uh, practices and thoughts. So, so uh, it would not come to surprise at all that maybe all of them are manipulated, right? <clears throat> that might be a triggering thought, but know that that triggering thought is challenging a belief. Now, how you can tell something is in a manipulation in a psyop kind of way is that you're locked into it. You're not able to move in relationship to the information. It actually grips you on an energetic level where you cannot uh, imagine beyond it. You're not dreaming beyond it. Your, your feeling body, your frequency of your emotional body is locked in a state of fear and you cannot let it go. So no matter what you do, oh my gosh. I have, a, I have an ant, ant nipping at my toes. Um, okay, maybe I need to talk about the ant people today too. We'll see. We'll see. So um, all these, all these. Uh, uh, so this is how you may, may mainly tell the difference is that you know it's a locked in kind of situation and it's an either or. There's not an and to it. And as I've talked about in so many other chats, um, the secret to to mastering that 4D field is being able to entertain the thoughts and ideas of as it all being possible. It's also, it's not an uh, this or that, it's this and that. And you see what I mean? There's no polarity, it's all together. And yes, there can be contrast, there can be conflicts, um, contradictions, but that's okay. The contradictions are helping us navigate navigate what our truth is, navigate through this jungle so we can see the trees, so we can see, uh, you know, these, allow these other frequencies to come in and, um, and not be locked into any particular um, polarity, such as good or bad, right or wrong, male, female. That's a, that's a big one. We get, we get locked into these pieces and then there's nowhere to go. Now, I don't know about you, but I can tell when um, a manipulation of the narrative starts going on or there's energy being pushed at me is because I start to feel it. I'll feel it in my throat and I'll feel it in my solar plexus. And it's like I feel, matter of fact, I feel like all of a sudden everything's painted into a corner and there's nowhere to move. It's like a rock in a hard place. That is an indication of manipulation going on. That's, that's an indication of a PSYOP. Okay. This is very interesting to, to feel into it. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm going to date myself here. Remember Y2K? I feel like that was testing ground. That was a total testing ground to worldwide manipulation to, of a narrative. And, I mean, of course, now we know it's total bullshit. But back then, a lot of people were freaking out about it. And, uh, you know, so software, software engineers and companies and banks and all this stuff were retooling their databases to have a four-digit date code instead of a two-digit date code. This was a huge deal in the software energy, software industry way back when. And, uh, and of course, people were upset. They were, they were fearful. They were, you know, preparing for doomsday, all because of Y2K. But it turned out to be total hype. It was all bullshit, right? Uh, so... <clears throat> there's another narrative out there that um, also was a manipulation and that was you know the whole end of the world with the 2012 right a lot of people say there's there's a lot of conflicting narratives about 2012 even 2012 even to this day and some say 
there was a huge, sorry, I'm, I'm juggling my thing. There was a huge, huge, huge shift. Some feel like a massive change happened and we stepped into a time of no time. And other people say nothing happened. And other people expected, you know, the world to end and yet nothing happened. Okay. And if, and, and, you know, this is all to create confusion. It's all to keep us from stepping into focusing on the reality we want to create. That's the whole point of it. So, and really it doesn't matter what's good or bad, right or wrong. What matters is how it impacts you. Does it stop you from doing things? Does it stop you from envisioning and executing, creating the life that you want? Does it stop you from creating that business? Does it stop you from, uh, you know, writing that play? Does it stop you from, from doing something that really makes that, that you really want to do that's in your heart to do that's in your sole purpose to execute? So, so that's really, um, you know, one of the big side effect of these manipulations is that it keeps us locked in a particular frequency where, we're, where we lose our creativity, we lose our, our creative will, and we start or we continue to participate in the 4D, holding the 4D canopy up a polarity of, of fear mongering, of siphoning off life force energy and all this stuff. I remember when Q was a big thing. I don't know if Q still is a big thing. I don't really follow those stuff, and I'm not. I, I'm not on social media either. It's like the chats is it. This is this is my social media time right here. Um, but I have uh, I have friends that follow Q Q very closely. They may still. We just don't talk about it anymore because. Um, well, my my friends that follow Q get a little frustrated with me <laughs> because I don't I don't um, I treat everything with suspicion. I I question everything, right? So uh, and uh, if. And those narratives, sorry, I don't want to go down that branch. If those narratives are creating anxiety and fear and stress and stuff like this, then, you know, I'm not going to engage. I'm going to stand back and I'm going to hold them at arm's length and I'll wait and see. Now, if there are events that come to pass that validate, that validate these stories, that validate these narratives, then I'm going to, I'm going to look at them more still cautiously but give them a little more weight I will look at them more closely but until I start having things within my own experience that are corroborating these different narratives I you know I, I keep I keep them at a distance I don't I don't accept anything as being absolutely true and another thing that's really helpful um, is is the observation of timeline jumping and this is another reason why I don't say this is the truth, absolute truth, and there's nothing else. I don't do that anymore because I've, I've experienced timeline jumping so often that there are times when I, I swear I wrote that note and I, dot that, that, I dotted that I and crossed that T, but all of a sudden I'm in a timeline where the note even never even happened, right? And I'm racking my brain, am I going crazy? I know I did that. It's like, yes, I did do that, but I'm now, I'm, my, my consciousness is on a different timeline where that hasn't been done, right? So this, this is something that's also very interesting. So, there, so consider the possibility that there are timelines where some narratives don't exist. There are timelines where other narratives do exist. That also adds more complexity into this equation. This is another reason why we cannot get locked in, or well, we can, but to remain free within ourselves 
and liberated within ourselves, we need to let go of this right, wrong, black, white, good, bad, you know, right, wrong mentality. It drives us to do things that are, are not in our truth. And that's another layer of all this. You know, a PSYOP, because it, a PSYOP is giving you all the ammo you need, a narrative, a strong emotional response, a thought, a program. It gives you all the internal ammo you need to dehumanize another group of people. Okay. They are, it's, it's giving you the validation, the, even the um, strategy on how to dehumanize a group of people. You know, this is, this is another layer. So if you are prescribing to a narrative that, that, that justifies you doing that, this is your invitation right here, right now to check yourself. Is it right for you to dehumanize people because you think you're right and they're wrong? Is it okay to dehumanize somebody because uh, you have some narrative told to you that they're A, B, C, and D, right? So these manipulations are really, really, really intense these days. And they're especially the ones that are targeting starseeds because they are hitting us on many levels, multidimensionally. It's not only um, news. It's not only music. It's not only, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the conditioning and our upbringing and stuff like this, like for example, the eco movement. Um, not that I'm not for proper, proper custodialship of the earth. I absolutely am. And that's the key proper care, proper custodialship of this 3d realm. But that's not just nature, that's also each other, that's humans, that's, the, that's animals, that's life in general, not just carbon emissions, right? Not just, you know, what our political, our political establishment has turned it into. Another example of manipulation, right? <clears throat> All right, dear sister, let's see what we have going. Oh, let me say hi to folks. Hello, dear sister Carol and Beverly, glad you're here. Um, hello, Tony and Joanne. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, feeling a bit lightheaded and then internally tired this a.m. Oh, yeah. So I actually did um, watch um, Suspicious Observer this morning and there was a there was significant um, solar flare activity last night, you know, over the, um, the past 24 hours. That might be a con contribution. And as you guys know, when certain kinds of um, solar flares happen that have a, um, a magnetic, a strong magnetic signature that starts to impact our Schumann resonance. So all these things, you know, are, are impactful to how we feel in our bodies. All right, your sister Tasha says, I've noticed that a lot of younger teachers are popping up on the school system, sharing deep truths with local youth. It's such a relief. Oh, thank you for telling me that. That is such a relief. Wow. Yeah, that is really great, great to know. Um, wonderful. Yeah, you know, because, you know, our education system is in a lot of trouble because of, you know, the La Cucaracha shenanigans that have gone on. And um, it's so wonderful to to see ones dropping truth bombs like this. The youth are hungry, hungry, hungry for it. And when you're constantly being lied to and you get a whiff of truth, 
it's such a valuable experience because it feels so different than what you've been getting in the past, right? It feels so different than what's been going on. Um, and I, I know that I, growing up, I knew that, you know, I knew, you know, when I was young, I was, everything was so clear. It's, it was, it's crazy the level of clarity I have, but it was so different than what parents and teachers and, you know, everybody thought was the truth that, um, I, uh, you know, I had to let go of that clarity in order to feel connected with, with family and with friends and stuff like this, you know, but I remember, you know, five years old, it's like, I had, I had a lot of clarity happening when I was, I was sitting, you know, in a church pew thinking, you know, wow, you know, none of these people know really what God's all about. None of these people know anything of what they're, what they're preaching, <laughs> You know, I mean, I was five thinking that. So, um, yeah, so there is, you know, the truth is really desperately needed. And, and that's why I posted that. And I, I posted on my private Facebook profile, um, not any of the groups. So I apologize for that. I should probably um, post it in the groups, our social media groups. Um, but uh, what it was is that there is a rapper on YouTube, guys. You guys actually should all check him out. He's a, he's a, real crazy looking white dude. You know, he's got like mega tattoos and, and braided hair, blonde guy. And his name is, um, Tom, Tom McDonald. I think it's Tom, Tom McDonald, M A C D O N A D L, um, L D sorry, dyslexic <laughs> L D. Um, and he's a rapper and he raps just straight up truth. So there's no swear words. There's no, um, gross, sexualization there you know he's very just straight up the truth and he says it so so directly so succinctly his videos go viral so i posted this um this um young man's assessment it was a um a black man assessment of his video called snowflake and uh and i did that because you know there's a lot of um uh, narrative out there that kind of, that criticizes, uh, rap, white rappers. Right. So, um, cause they, they, it feels like, I think you get, you know, the, there's this weird twist that happens of criticism when, um, with, um, with, well, with just being white these days. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, um, chose that young man because he was really, he was really smart and he, he seemed to really get it together. And I liked that. I liked a lot of the comments that he was talking, that he was saying, and uh, his his video went viral, and it was over a million views in like six, got six hours or something like that. He's on he's on YouTube, and I, I I encourage you guys to check him out. He's one of those truth speakers, and and the fact that he's so popular and going so viral, especially for a white guy, right? With, through many communities, I mean, he is weaving through all kinds of communities, not just the um, you know white suburbia community. You know, he he appeals to a lot, a lot, a lot of people, regardless of race, creed, or color. You know, he and I feel a lot of hope from that because that's showing me how hungry people are for the truth and how um, how much they want to support the truth when they hear it. You know, he, he self-produced, he writes his own song, he performs his own songs, his girlfriend produces all his videos. They're, they're, you know, they're a two-man team doing all this when normally when you're like worth a record label, you have a whole entourage of highly skilled artists that 
that write the song and then produce the song, then uh, mix the song that, you know what I mean? It's a whole, and it's just him. It's just him and his girlfriend. And they are, they are getting number one, you know, um, on the charts up high. And I'm not sure if, it, if he ever made number one or not, but um, it sounds like he's on his way there, you know, with his truth talk. Um, so that's really great. That's, that's really wonderful to see. I, my, my faith in humanity is getting restored. All right. Um, it's, all right. So Tasha goes on to say the strange thing. The strange thing is these truths are only shared with AP students. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I remember that was so when I was in school as well, there was only AP, like AP students were treated differently. And so were the baccalaureates too. All right. AP history is the class specifically my 17 year old is in. And he was told by the teacher that the curriculum is only taught to that specific class, still work to do, but a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause they have to create like an elitist. They have to create separations and groups. So the less thans have this program and the ones who are really smart that aren't going to submit to that kind of um, conditioning slash um, narrative, they need to go into this program. So it's like they get the, I am special treatment and therefore, you know, they're more likely as they grow up to keep that, that separation enforced because they're being placed at a more higher higher um, echelon you can call it like that so it's all about dividing people in different ways and when you have people that like the way they're divided they're going to reinforce it it's just the way that is um, and then when you have people feeling really righteous about how it's divided then they're going to reinforce it that's just the way it is um, a great example is the whole you know la cucaracha sh shenanigans all kinds of people were saying terrible things to other people that they don't agree with or they um have a narrative in mind and they start dehumanizing people without actually really inquiring, why do you feel this way? Why do you have those thoughts? Why this? Why that? Instead, it's, you know, you are less than human because dot, dot, dot. And it's on both sides of the fence. One side of the fence points a finger at the other side and they're both using the exact same argument, you know, the exact same word rhetoric to criticize each other, to dehumanize each other. That is a sign that there's manipulation going on, folks. That's a sign. Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm just quoted a, a, a comedian. Wasn't there a comedian saying, here's your sign? What's that guy's name? Foxworthy, maybe? We should, I'd be curious to uh, walk around with, you know, with, it, with some postcards and write down the, the stereotype and say, here's your sign. Okay, so going back to um, uh, the, so the solar flash thing, there are many people that really resonate with that, okay? And there's many people that also resonate with the, um, with the idea of, uh, of uh, Galactic Federation sending, sending ships down to pick up their people, so to speak, right? I, thank you, Polly. Jeff Foxworthy, that's right. But thank you, Polly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're dating ourselves with that one. I don't know if he's still around or not. <laughs> I don't watch TV or cable or anything, so I don't really know. Anyway, um, so uh, where was I at? Right, the, the landing, the landing of the Galactic Federation stuff. So, so there's this whole narrative about, you know, UFOs coming, grabbing people, their people, only certain people, and taking them um, during some sort of, um, during the cataclysm or whatever. And there's even the narrative of a cataclysm. 
what does that mean? Some people call it a uh, magnetic pole reversal. A lot of science um, is enforcing the idea of a magnetic pole reversal. Some people think it's going to be physical. Some people think that it's not going to happen at all because we will be um, in we'll be creating from a different place within ourselves and it doesn't have to happen. And then there's also the whole narrative, which you guys know that I talk about all the time. All right. Maybe I question it all the time is the whole timeline splitting. There's going to be, you know, into two different versions of the planet. The, the ones that stick to the polarity, um, uh, fear day, fear based exploration of evolution or, or the, or the, um, new earth, so to speak exploration what other what other narratives are there out there that you feel like you feel suspicious of i always take the, i take the stance that there's always lies within the truth it's never the straight up truth it's always you know a little bit of truth covered with a bunch of lies or the other way around right where you get a lot of truth and then underneath it is a deep deeply embedded subversive misinformation lie that diverts that hijacks the whole the whole effort the whole um intent oh really yeah all right i'm going to move over just a little bit Oh, yeah, so here, I have another one for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm just going to move over a little bit. See if I can get a handle on everything I have. Here we go. All right. Ah, this is better. So let me know if the Wi-Fi is still, if the Wi-Fi connection is still good this far away. Um, looks like it's not going to rain. Not yet anyway. All right, dear. Oh, oh yeah, the flat earth theory is supposed to be a psyop. Yes, yes. Actually, I have an interesting story about that. So I, so I heard about the theory and I never really, I never seriously looked into it. You know, it's not necessarily something that resonated for me, but I saw this video where they were describing multidimensional reality and the ripple effects of multidimensional reality. And I saw, and I thought, it's like, wow, that's like the best video I've ever seen that explained ripple, the multidimensional ripple effect. And I posted it and all kinds of people got pissed because it turns out it was a flat earth. There's a flat earth information video. I never put two and two together. I never thought I did. I had no idea that it was talking about. Thank you, Tony, for, for letting me know that it's all that the signal's good. I had no idea that they were talking about flat earth. I just really liked the the description of the multidimensional ripple effect. You know, I was like, holy crap, I had no idea. So lies within the truth, guys, lies within the truth. That's how it goes. Always, always, always. So so there's parts within that theory that do have um you know that are real, that are the truth. But of course, there's that other aspect where it becomes misleading or distorted. So, uh, yeah, that that's a really that's a real interesting one. I I kind of feel like flat Earth theory is a misqualification of multidimensional multidimensional reality. That's how that's how I feel it, it is. But maybe you guys have another sense of that. Um, there was another one. What was the other one? It had to do with, oh, um, Nasara, 
Nasara. Do you guys have you guys heard about that one? The Nasara, which is means um, uh, the world economy going to quantum currency. I'm curious if you guys have heard about that. Um, again, another one. Uh, distortions lies within the truth. Um, I imagine there being. See, there's this thing called there's this. Here's something that really resonates as the truth for me, and this is the work of George Kavasilis, and I've mentioned him before. And that is this idea of a, a multi-galactic empire, a multi-galactic power over dynamic where life force is a commodity, traded, sold, okay? Um, and everybody is enslaved in the system to play a role within the system, which is always siphoning off life force energy in some level. So ultimately it's a reality based in a finite reality, not an infinite reality. And I, I do resonate with that. And once I started opening my awareness to feeling into what that's about, that's when I started realizing different um, uh, councils and different um, narratives about like the Galactic Federation, Intergalactic Federation were potentially part of empire. Okay. And then this is also where I started to understand on a larger scope exopolitics that just because beings are of higher frequency or of higher dimension or whatever doesn't necessarily mean they're divine slash benevolent, right? Um, it means more that they're higher dimensional beings, which in the only way for us to be in right relationship with that is for us to have our own level of multidimensional awareness and personal autonomy, sovereignty over who we are. So we can listen to, we can connect with those higher dimensional beings and, and have a dialogue, but we're not, you know, giving ourselves over to them. We are finding out what they're about. And then we can decide, you know, if we're down with that agenda or not. All right, just Sister Polly says, I remember in the church, it was said, the devil mixes lies with the truth. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, all right, so it's a highly polarized example, but yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and when you know it, uh, the the devil and the God are 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 playing for the same team, right? <laughs> Which is give your power away, give your power away, give your power away, give your give your um, your dignity away, give your personal, give the, give your personal empowerment as a infinite being in a bio suit away to another. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see, there's another one in here. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I wanna talk about that landing. So Project Bluebeam, that's where um, the fake alien invasion, right? I feel like, I kinda feel like that actually could be a real thing be only because I, you know, I've, I can see UFOs in the sky. I mean, I see a lot of activity and I can tell when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at something that's government, that's our government or not. And the, the first time that I noticed that was, Ooh, blenders going. It's margarita time. Maybe. Um, is I was in Sedona with a friend. I was with a group of friends. And um, actually, it's a really funny story because he was a, um, a Tony, Robin, Tony Robbins kind of um, mentor 
type. He, he trained with Tony Robbins and was a, a mentor with Tony Robbins. I don't know if you know this, but he has like a team of mentors when he does those really big events. He has all these um, mentors of hierarchy of mentors that work with these groups. And he was, you know, one of those mentors, I believe. And um, he was telling me, he was talking about, uh, you know, past lives and, and uh, you know, soul reincarnation. And he was like open to all this stuff. But then um, I said, you know, I said, well, that's cool. I'm like, what about UFOs? What about ETs? What do you think of that? And he's like, oh, all of those guys are crazy. That's <laughs> what he said. <laughs> and I kid you not, like maybe five seconds after he said that, I started to go into, I started to go into the elders that I've worked with that, that refer to the teachings coming from extraterrestrial sources, like the Palladians and stuff like this. And, um, and we're looking out over the balcony, we're in Sedona, and we see these, a formation of uh, three gigantic, I mean, multiple football fields wide, gigantic um, motherships flying in formation. And the really weird thing about it is, is that they were cloaked. So to the eye, right, you could barely tell, you could just see the movement. But for some reason, you know, I'm seeing with this other aspect of myself, and and I can, I could, you know, you see like this tip, like they kind of like tipped a little bit from wind or whatever, you know, so you see the formation kind of do this tilt. And then I just knew, I just knew with every part of my being that that was, that was a, um, a government ship, that that was our government's um, um, ships. And they're humongous, absolutely humongous. I mean, like wingtip to wingtip, three football fields, maybe, you know. And, uh, and, and what we did, and we had a, a contrast or a, um, a juxtaposition because you can also see airplanes in the sky that were like these little dots and they would move across the sky real slowly. But these ships, they were like whoo, real fast. It was, it was interesting. So uh, that was the first time I saw um, what I thought were, were ships that were based in, that were humans, right? But now there, there seems to be more and more and more of them. So when I hear the story about Project Bluebeam, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. I can, now that, um, you know, the La Cucaracha shenanigans has unfolded and the subsequent, um, uh, you know, um, jibbity jab enfor enforcements, you know. I, can, I, I think that they're willing, they're ballsy enough to do anything now, right? Anything now. So the cool thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are waking up to stuff and there's a lot of people that are really not down for um, dehumanizing groups anymore. They're not down for, for um, demonizing um, people because of their beliefs or because of their practices or, you, you know what I mean? Even the whole anti anti-vax pro-vax narrative there's a lot of people that are changing their tune around that because they they recognize that um that's the, something's not right you know something's not right within that and what what isn't right in that i'm sure is up to debate but the, the key is that they're not willing to um be as um dehumanizing as they once were on either side of the fence right um so just to recap a little bit about the the whole psyop thing, that there's there there's the getting triggered because information is challenging a belief system, but then there's getting triggered um, 
by as a result of purposely executed mind control. Okay, so when you're getting triggered by something questioning your belief system, that initial trigger reaction will process, it'll move, you'll, you'll start to, it'll start bring things up inside of you and you'll start making, coming to different relationship to the information and then you'll grow into it, right? You're going to grow into it. And, but when it's, when it's something that's more in um, like a manipulative kind of nature or maybe weaponized type, then it's like it, you get locked in and there's nowhere to go. It's getting painted in a quarter and there's no digesting it and coming to another place. It's just constant bombardment, bombardment, bombardment. And the polarization just gets stronger, stronger, stronger. And then you're locked in. Um, And, and this is something to be aware of. And the whole reason why it works is because there's always threads of truth within it, right? There's always threads of truth within it. That's why these things work. If it was all 100% a lie, then, you know, people wouldn't buy into it. But because there's threads of truth within it, then, you know, then we get bait. We kind of take the bait and then it takes us down a rabbit hole and all kinds of um, manipulation starts happening after that. Bottom line is, bottom line is you need to not be willing. You need to refuse to be willing to give up your humanity. Okay. That should be, yeah, I'm going to use the word should. That should be your line when you are in a place where you are willing to dehumanize another being because you think you're right and they're wrong. That's, that's your, that's your cue. That's your, that's your barometer. Okay. It's really important that we navigate the, this chaos, keeping our humanity intact, keeping our compassion in, intact. Now I don't mean folding and I'm not talking about being weak or meek or a pushover. I'm not saying that at all. Cause it takes a lot of character, personal character to, to, um, withstand these bombardments, you know, but, um, the deeper your commitment is to your humanity, and uh, the deeper your commitment to yourself being in your truth, that's going to that's gonna be the, the navigation through the obstacle course. And, you know, the whole, and I, oh, I, I did leave out, okay, there's one other sign up I want to mention because this is important. And that is the green movement. Now, I am all for humans taking being proper caretakers of this planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Humans are the caretakers of this planet. We, we need to take care of each other. We need to take care of nature. We need to all live as if we are a benefit of life. We all, we need to um, cultivate this reality. So we're handing beauty to future generations, but the current green movement with the narrative as it is, it is one big manipulation. It is all about um, dividing and separating and demonizing people. A great example is that there's a lot of people in cities that are haters towards people um, that, that drive gas guzzlers, right? Like pickup trucks and diesel dualies and all this stuff. And they're made to be, you know, ignorant rednecks, all right? Ignorant rednecks is, is, is the attitude. And what I need to say to folks that have that attitude, it's like, listen, there is a massive blue-collar population, okay? That's plumbers, electricians, uh, builders, 
Okay, there's a massive blue collar population that we need in order to have a functioning society. You know, your, your plumbing goes out, you need to call a plumber. I don't know if you know this, but they need to drive big vehicles. They need to have their equipment with them. They are the ones who are driving these gas guzzlers, a lot of them. Of course, not the, you know, the Humvee people, but that's different. I'm talking about, you know, the ones that are accused of being rednecks and, and you know, ignorant gas guzzler drivers, all that stuff. It's like that is such a truncated view of the bigger picture is that, you know, these, these, these people don't go to college. They instead acquire, acquire a skill and they have to pay for all of their equipment. They have to, you know, they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for their tools, for, you know, those trucks. Those trucks can be $85,000, right? And that's like an investment in their, in their craft, in their trade. You have to have them. And right now, there's such a decline in the interest of um, developing a trade that they're saying for every seven plumbers that retire, there's three that come into business. So that means, I mean, if you do the math on that, you know, this is really going to be a huge problem, especially if, if the population is going to explode and we're going to continue urban, um, ur urban sprawler and all this stuff. It's like you need your plumbers, you need your electricians, you need your construction workers. You know, you need these people to, um, to upkeep the infrastructure and to build new. There's this place in, um, I was in this place called Cocoa Creek, Tennessee, People are buying land left and right. They want, they, cause it's affordable, but there's no builders. There are no build, unless you're building yourself, you are, there's no builders to build your house. There's no builders to build your homestead. And this is what's interesting. There's, there's this whole um, community of people that bought all this acreage throughout those hills because it's a free, it's a free county, all right? Kind of a lawless county, right? You can do whatever you want. There's no building restrictions or regulations or whatever. But I talked to so many people that have been waiting years, plural, years to get their house built because there are no builders that will come and build their house in that area of the mountains. And I talked to another guy who, who um, had to move out of his house because he had an electrical problem and he had to wait over a year for an electrician to come to his house and rewire it. Right? <laughs> because, you know, it's like we need these workers and uh and they're declining and then they're on top of that this demonization things going on what that doesn't make any sense it makes zero sense and i and i there's this uh commenter i saw on youtube it was cracking me up it was cracking me up man they're you know they're all about it's like uh, gangster rap and stuff and you know uh all driving you know driving humvees and glam this and glam that and um, and the, she was, I think she was a millennial. She looked young and, uh, somehow it got turned into, um, it was an independent video. Gosh, I wish I could remember the channel's name. Anyway, it turned into, um, making fun of, uh, making fun of, uh, hillbillies, uh, driving, whatever, you know, driving pickup trucks or whatever. And I was just like, talk about the hip hypocrisy like what the heck <laughs> you know bling bling all this but you know none of y'all would have any of that if it wasn't for that ignorant guy driving that pickup truck that busted his ass building that trade you know building the skills of that trade it was it was amazing anyway the 
going back to it's all about the dehumanizing all these narratives you can cut through it like a knife if it is requiring or if it is calling for you to dehumanize another person that you don't know that you know nothing about other than some stereotype that's your cue that's your cue to step out of the program and step into the real truth of what's going on what's right in front of you it's really really unfortunate that there's so much division going on. Oh, yeah, another one is um, breeders, right? <laughs> I was actually called a breeder. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. All right, now listen, now my daughter, my, um, actually both my daughters consider themselves fluid. So, I mean, I get the movement, but I had actually someone in a derogatory tone call me a breeder. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? It's like, you know, if it wasn't for a breeder, you wouldn't be on this planet either, you know? <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, so we really, you know, the more we can hold this space of the importance in our value system of our humanity, all this other manipulative stuff is gonna, will fall to the wayside, you know, fall to the wayside. Because it's all about dividing and conquering, dividing and conquering, dividing and conquering. It only works if we let them. And so as star seeds, as indigos, y'all know better. Each of you know better. And we can't be hermits anymore. We got to, you know, interact with society and really be an example of, hey, you know, be the example of questioning the narrative or, you know, questioning like, why, why is it like that? Why, why is that attitude there? Why is that um, political angle there? Why is that... Um, why is that movement being propagated the way it is, you know? It only takes a few of us. We don't need to be the majority. We just need someone, someone to voice it. And then we give courage for others to voice what they're thinking or what they're feeling too. And then our humanity can take over from there. Hello, dear sister. Cosmic Kestrel, welcome, welcome. Alrighty, now we're at the end though, so I'm gonna start wrapping up. I wanna let you guys know that, um, you know, uh, you guys can follow what's happening with um, these different pieces on our social media. I do I do get those messages, so, so I will respond to comments and stuff like this via the chats. I may not respond um, like, you know, with a comment or whatever, or, or maybe someone on my team will, will, will respond to you guys because, um, you know, uh, I, I just don't have the bandwidth to be online. I only can look at electronics so much, you know, and my whole, my whole, I'm, I'm zoomed out. I'm zoomed out. I'm social media out. Um, but I do appreciate the comments and I really like them coming in and, and reading what you guys are thinking, what's happening with you. And even the stuff that, you know, comes off as criticism. It's like, I, I understand that, um, Sometimes we don't know how to respond. Sometimes there's lack of experience slash maturity to, to, to recognize how to respond in a way that is not um, degrading. But um, I'm, a, you know, I'm always about taking it up to the next level of integrity. You know, we need to be able to express different ideas and views. They're, they're, it's not good or bad, right or wrong. And once we are in that mindset, none of it, we don't take any of it personally because it doesn't matter. There's, there's nothing worth letting go of our humanity about, right? 
So uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, if you guys want to check out the Dreamtime Healing Project, we have spaces available. You can uh, go to lightbodyacademy.com and check out the Dreamtime Healing Project. This is where we um, track into dream time, unraveling the, uh, the um, distractions of that canopy so you can step into your ability as a multidimensional being of dreaming this world into being, becoming that empowered visionary uh, way shower slash leader that you truly are. Okay, so that's that for that. Thank you, thank you again. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.